Hey there, it's Brandon here with a quick update. Our own Matt Ray traveled all the way from Sydney, Australia to Austin, Texas to visit and attend the Open Source Summit. And while he was there, good friend of the show, Barton George, did a quick interview with Matt about what he's doing now and more importantly, how to control cost in the cloud. So I thought, hey, why not let's throw it in the feed and put it out as an episode. So this is an interview between Barton and Matt about all of the things you need to know about controlling costs in the cloud. So give it a quick listen. Let me know if you enjoy it. And of course, if you need stickers, all you got to do is send your postal address to stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com, and I will be happy to send you a sticker anywhere in the world. And with that, on to the show. All right, coming to you live here from uh, Open Source Summit in Austin, Texas. I'm here with Matt Ray. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Well, now you joined a new company fairly recently. Yep. It's uh, KubeCost. KubeCost. So just at a high level, what is KubeCost? So, so KubeCost is uh, your Kubernetes and cloud billing understood through the lens of Kubernetes, right? So how, when you're deploying your applications, your services, your pods, your namespaces, um, we're going to send that back towards your, your bill so you understand um, you know, how much everything is costing you. You know, and, and you as the payer of the bill and the consumer of Kubernetes uh, are going to want to know, like, well, is this thing very efficient? Am I doing this the right way? And so we're going to give that back to you and, you know, give you the reporting that you need to understand how efficient your usage of Kubernetes is versus your cloud bill. And so what has existed or hasn't existed that you are offering? Yeah, so it's actually a fairly um, a greenfields space in, in the uh, the uh, the cloud billing market you know there are there are definitely a lot of tools that will try to help you understand your cloud bills and um, how did that if we just go back with the cloud billing where yeah. did what did that start and what did it look like when we first began <laughs> well i mean if if you know we go back to the the dark ages of like 2003 is s3 something like that i don't know um you know back in the day back in the day and so as soon as people started you know using um the cloud uh, people started paying bills and, you know, that evolved to the point where, you know, here we are today where you, know, you have companies that are all cloud and all the time. Um, but back in the, the good old days and, you know, for a lot of people still those good old days, you had data centers where you would spend money to buy, you know, a bunch of servers and, and storage and, and, and switches and, you know, heating and air conditioning. And you know the cost of that for the next five years, you know, you'd lock in pricing and your financial people would say, like, I've got depreciation and amortization schedules. And they had all these complex spreadsheets that just said, you know, in five years, these servers are worth zero dollars. <laughs> and in the meantime, um, it is free to our users, uh, our, our developers and, and operations teams to run their apps on. Them. And, you know, never the two shall meet. So, you know, you had this dance back and forth of capital expenditures. We're going to spend a bunch of money and use that for the next few years. And, and that was the play. But then when you got to the cloud, you started, you know, initially paying by the hour and then it dropped to the minute. And now it's, you know, seconds, microseconds, because there's so many different things you could be spending money on. And, you know, you might use something for you know, 10 minutes. You might use it for 10 seconds. You might use it for, you know, two or three years at a time. And so that really changed the, the you know, the finance people's views of how this stuff works. They moved from capital expenditures, CapEx. Uh, to operating expenses, OPEX. And that's that makes it really hard to do things like forecasting. You know, if, if you 
you know, if today your bill is this and next month it's, you know, 10 times as much and the month after that, well, you know, it's dropped because we figured out what we're doing wrong. You know, your bills are kind of all over the place. And so, um, you know, there are a lot of tools in the space to help you get, kind of get a better idea of your cloud bills and, and understanding them. And um, they started showing up pretty much <laughs> as soon as people started getting these big bills and it became you know worthwhile to try to understand your your uh, usage patterns and um, and so we kind of came into the space from the Kubernetes angle, which was you know uh, you know Kubernetes came out a few years ago, um, and on a lot for a lot of people their Kubernetes usage is still a black box. They just know that thing over there cost me this much one month, that much the next month, you know this much a day, but they don't know what's going on inside it. And as more of those workloads and applications are moving inside this black box, you you want to know what's happening in there. And so that's that's what we're helping uh, surface. And then of course, you know, people can can take actions on that. You know, we make recommendations. Hey, you asked for this much. You're only using this much. You're you know only seven percent efficient or you know ten percent efficient. And those are real numbers. I mean, a lot of times, you know, we can look at somebody's bill and get them up to thirty or forty percent efficiency in a day or two. Just making recommendations like, look, if you look at a month of data, you never used, you know, the four gigabytes of storage or of memory you asked for, but, you know, you can drop it and it won't hurt your performance because it's waste. And so that's what we do. So it, going back to one of the things you said is as we start going through this growth from the the good old days. Or the good old days. Got, yeah. Were there, be, were there people who have evolved who are the cloud uh, accountants, yes, and, yeah, and yeah. people who then have gotten really because it is a it's a big deal how much you save on these things, absolutely. And so you need somebody, I'm assuming, who who really yeah, gets yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a new field of finance and operations. Um, they they call it FinOps. You know, uh, you know, Fin DevOps. You know, financial DevOps. Bringing all these folks together, and uh, there's an organization under under the Linux Foundation called the FinOps Foundation. And it came out, I think, 2019-ish. Is that under the Cloud Native Compute Foundation? No, it's, it's actually own? under the Linux Foundation. You know, it's kind of <clears throat> over to the side because it's, you know, CNCF is mostly um, like software projects. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is not a software project. It's it's more like, you know, common co terminology and phrasing and um, sharing best practices and usage patterns. And it's kind of like, kind of like DevOps. Um, but, uh, you know, cause it kind of builds on those things of, you know, in DevOps, we were trying to bring developers and operations together. And now we're trying to bring finance and developers and operations together and, you know, making sense of how those things work. Um, trying to bring predictability and forecasting and, you know, uh, tracing and just understanding what's happening in your cloud usage and, and cloud definitely made this a thing. You know, FinOps is because is is you know you, it's hard to do cost modeling when things are so dynamic. So it's it's trying to bring together those sorts of best practices and and um, yeah. And so it, it launched uh, about 2019 as a foundation under Linux Foundation. I think they had a conference, and then COVID hit, mm. <laughs> and uh, they you know a book came out. Uh, you know the Cloud FinOps book. Uh, by J.R. Stormont and uh, and a few other folks, and you know he's the executive, whatever of the the FinOps uh, org, and 
Uh, he came from um, Cloudability, which was a you know a cloud billing company that uh, got uh, acquired, and um, so you know they've been doing you know he's been doing and and the group have have all been doing it, and it's grown. Uh, it's you know I you know the first conference they had, I heard uh, they had maybe like two hundred people, uh, maybe less. Um, or maybe there were like a total of you know two or three hundred people in the entire community. Uh, I think they're now up to about seventy five hundred. Huh. And so this week um, here in Austin was the second FinOps uh, conference. And the pre COVID, the post COVID. Yeah, the post COVID, and it had about four hundred fifty people. Um, it was a lot more than they expected. So they actually had to kind of add a second day. They had to you know scramble to get more more uh, space for the conference, and so. Uh, you know, they had a second day off-site. They actually had to move it to a different venue, so day two, and then uh, they had training and, and stuff like that. So it had a, you know, a bunch of keynotes, announcements, and so the, the FinOps, uh, you know, everything I've heard from, you know, organizers of, of uh, the FinOps uh, conference said it was a massive success. And, you know, there's a lot of working groups, you know, Slack, community, certifications, it's the whole nine yards. And so... Speaking of Linux Foundation, there's something new that's that's on the horizon that's coming out. Can you tell us about that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the so you know, pivoting back to to uh, uh, KubeCost, uh, KubeCost is built on open source, and we took our internal cost model, uh, which is how we talk to Kubernetes and the various cloud APIs and parse the bills and 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 you know your discounts and. All sorts of variable rates that go into it, um, and we uh, establish it as a CNCF project. It's you know, it's going to be out of incubation uh, very soon, and um, we put together a spec that defines all the terminology and you know how we think about um, uh, about uh, you know cloud billing and and you know how to interpret you know CPU, GPU, memory storage, you know all the all the terms that we're, you know, standardizing, commonizing that as, you know, the spec. And we did that with, uh, you know, a lot of other companies uh, were, have been involved in that. It's not just a coop cost thing. Um, who, who are some of them? I, I think, I think heard... I, I'm pretty sure Red Hat and Google uh, were some of the, the larger, uh, you know, folks involved. But, the, you know, a, hand, a handful of customers and not just vendors, but also mm-hmm. like customers um, have been involved in it. And that's part of what of the open cost you know standard that we've we've put out uh, as a new CNCF project. And then, you know, we kind of retrofitted our cost model to be an implementation of that spec, and that's out under an Apache license. Um, and it's you know it's got you know a Slack channel and a community and um, and that is you know it's open source, so you can go and throw that up in your Kubernetes cluster and start looking at your bill and looking at your Kubernetes. Kubernetes usage and, you know, pulling, pulling data out of that. So that's, yeah. So now with this, how does this apply to a multi-cloud world? Have you gotten there as yeah, far as? Yeah, yeah, um, So each one of those, you know, open cost, each one of those cost models uh, running um, pulls up all this data and then, you know, we're going to dump it into, you know, storage, you know, usually Prometheus or some, you know, Prometheus compatible storage. And then, um, over in the the coop cost uh, commercial version for now <laughs> is we handle federated uh, usages where you might have you know multiple clusters across multiple clouds and you know pull that in and and you're able to run queries and see usage patterns and and reporting cross cloud cross 
you know, on-premises to cloud um, and, and really slice and dice that data any way you want. So, you know, if you're running, um, if you're running, you know, lots of different kinds of storage, for example, you might be able to say, well, I can see, you know, the stuff on AWS cost me, you know, I'm just making a number, you know, 20 cents a gigabyte. But if I'm running it on premises with, you know, with EMC, it's only going to cost me 10 cents. Um, you know, and so you can come up with your own internal billing uh, for on-premises, you know, where you don't have a cloud API to talk. And uh, and then, of course, we'll go and take those discounts that your cloud providers are buying and, you know, retrofit your data because that's not real time. You know, those discounts kick in after certain amounts of usage. There's all sorts of craziness in cloud bills. So it's it's surprisingly complicated problem. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. So if we throw a couple of other uh, recent uh, portmanteaus, as, as you say, would if you put GitOps here as well as AIOps, is how did they fit in and there? And some SecOps. So, yes, yeah. exactly. DevSecOps. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, if, if, you know, if everything you're doing is defined in code, you know, that gets you the, the Git part. Um, and then you're going to start running, you know, security scans and stuff, and that'll get you the Sec part. And, uh, and of course, you know, dev was in there somewhere because somebody had to write the code. Uh, and then we would, you know, we would pop up in, in the ops side of things where, hey, you've, you've made a change to either your application running in Kubernetes or you've stood up a new cluster somewhere. Um, we would, you know, immediately start recording data and letting people see, like, this feature you changed is now costing this much. You know, throw in some alerts that our usage has changed or... There's a new cluster running over here on Azure, and you know it's going to cost you know, fifty cents a day, or you know five hundred dollars a day, or whatever it might be. Um, that's just what we do: is is we we help you see that data uh, and you know tie it to the numbers, and then you know you can go and say, well, I need to resize those workloads. I need to call up my salespeople uh, from from you know Google and, and get some some better discounts, or you know maybe I need to think about you know, moving some of these workloads on premises where I can control my costs a little more. Uh, you know, what you do with that data is up to you. Uh, but we do have, you know, recommendations that we provide. Like, you know, you might want to think about, you know, resizing these applications or moving, you know, buying reserve instances or, you know, spot instances even. Um, so we can, we can, we have a lot of recommendations and you can go in, you know, click, make it so, and, uh, you know, make sure you put that back in the Git. <laughs> there you go, full circle. So then, machine learning would that fit in here? Is how are you going to make your recommendations? Is that yeah. where then it learns and and detects your patterns as well as maps I mean, it to? Yeah, machine learning is is a bit of a loaded term. I, really, at this point, it's mostly algorithms. You know, where we we look at your historical data and we can make some projections and we just have recommendations based off of historical usage patterns. And you can say how aggressive or un, you know unaggressive how conservative you want to be uh, on those things. And we make different recommendations based off of, you know, your threshold. Like, you know, maybe for development in non-fraud environments, you're like, you know, go nuts, you know, reap that stuff, make it small, you know, don't don't let it stick around. And then in, you know, production environments, you might say, I need it to be that size for a certain amount. You know, I need to worry, you know, I know I'm over, I'm, I'm you know, I have 30%, 40% wasted overhead. That's just because, you know, I... I know that Black Friday is coming or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, you know, whether or not we're not, we're not doing ML yet. <laughs> it's around the corner. Uh, yeah. It, it, at this point, it's, it's very, 
these are some things you could do as the, the user and consumer of this data. But, you know, you tie it into your reporting, you tie it into your monitoring, and you give it to your, your financial people, and they can come back and lean on your architects and say, you know, these usages, these usage patterns aren't very efficient. You know, have you thought about some serverless? Or have you thought about, you know, rehoming your applications to another provider on-premises or, you know, whatever, whatever it might be? So then if you're, okay, here I'm saying XYZ company, we really want to start DevOps. We've heard about it. Would you say at this point you get to the uh, the management of micro billing, et cetera? Is that sort of a is that a not a one one on one course, but it's when you get to the uh, a graduate course? Yeah, it's 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 not quite graduate course. I mean, if we you know, here at the conference, we've been talking to a lot of folks about Kubernetes, and there are you know people who come up to us and they're like, hey, we've got thousands of Kubernetes clusters. I mean, I. You know, we, we have customers with nine-figure-a-month cloud bills. Um, but, you know, we also have people who, who come in to talk to us, and they're like, we're, we're new to Kubernetes. Why would we use you? And so we have a free tier. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we have a free tier for single clusters. And so if, you know, it's just information at that point. And, you know, if you're new to Kubernetes, maybe you're new to the cloud, and we're going to help you see, you know, we're going to give you a lot of guidance about, you know, right-sizing your workloads for Kubernetes and being more efficient in your Kubernetes usage. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not a Kubernetes expert by any means. So, you know, I go and read through these. I'm like, oh, I hadn't thought about, you know, changing this value or doing that. And, and it's it just, it's going to surface that data and provide a lot of, you know, basic to intermediate level recommendations for new users, you know, for, for the casual users. So you just, you, it's just nice data to have. So you can just, uh, it's, it's the on-ramp and you yeah. go slowly but surely. Yeah. You've got it sized. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and we're not taking like, you know, there are there are cloud um, cloud billing solutions that uh, want a percentage of your monthly bill. <laughs> I, I get you. We are not that. We are not that. We have, uh, you know, we, we have different, you know, entry tiers that are, you know, f- fixed pricing um, uh, and definitely enterprise pricing, of course. But we're not... Uh, the idea is you, you know, we're not so expensive that you think to turn it off. We're we're here to help, you know, because we have customers who like, you know, for you know a couple thousand dollars we save them a hundred thousand, and it's a good return. Yeah, it's it's we're helping people make money. It, it, it's it's pretty. You got to make sure it's with that with that. You got to put it on the across the top. We're helping people make money. So just, then, just to end with, if we look turn our eyes towards the future, yeah, FinOps, where where are we going? Where are we headed? Uh, so, you know, the, the FinOps X conference this week was, you know, a lot of stuff is coming out of it. Um, there, you know, there is, uh, there is a FinOps book. Uh, a new edition is on the way. You know, they, they kind of talked about that a bit. Uh, they've got a new survey out with kind of results of, you know, different practitioners, uh, levels of maturity, the patterns they're seeing. And we are starting to, they, they talk about this run, walk, crawl. No. <laughs> I'm falling down here. Uh, crawl, crawl, walk, run. That's usually the way it works. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's getting late. Um, you know, crawl, walk, run. And they're starting to see more people moving into walk and run. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you, you get a little bit of uh, traction with understanding what's happening with your cloud billing. And get a little more predictability around it. And you move from... You know, fairly basic concepts to you know, hey, we can start getting more advanced in our usage, 
and you know best practices are emerging and so there's a lot of a lot of community learning that's happening and the community is, is growing tremendously and you know a lot of a lot of shops are building out you know thin ops practices internally because you know those cloud bills are large uh, you know, now they have a FinOps team, but they don't have a data center, data center team. <laughs> so if I were, if you were to point somebody who says you want to go in the uh, crawl phrase, because yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. one that comes first, where would you point them just to start out, just to, I, yeah. to get a clue? Uh, FinOps.org is, is a great website. It's got a lot of reading, uh, learning materials. Uh, the, the cloud FinOps book is, you know, it's from them. Um, and it's, it's got a lot of stuff. There's, uh, uh, free training uh, is is available from uh, I guess the Linux Foundation or you know one of their partners. They have some of the entry level stuff is 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 for free, and uh, that's a tremendous amount just there. You know, just gets you up to speed on the concepts. Because I mean, I'm I'm kind of an old school DevOps guy. The financial terminology was new to me, so you know, getting that the darn kids with their new words. <laughs> no, they're old words. That's oh, the thing. Yeah. They're old words, but I was just never. I'm not a finance guy. <laughs> you don't even play one on TV. Yeah. And on that note, Matt Ray, thank you so much. Thank you.